Standing between us and God is our rubbish. I do apologise for posting late. Unfortunately, I have been struggling with a chest complaint through no fault of my own and it has affected my talking abilities and my breathing. But I'm hopefully on the mend. I hope you love this title as I thought it was pretty funny when I drew an image of two people standing either side of an arch filled with obstructions. I am also hoping you will be blessed with this talk in such a way you become excited enough to enjoy it. Before I begin, I wonder if you could do me the courtesy of grabbing a hold of some recent footage of world events happening just for the purpose of seeing what I am saying while listening to me talking. Remember, you only need to get a hold of recent social media footage. I want to use those images you have to show something amazing with your faith. It is an attempt on my part to reveal what rubbish looks like and how it causes barriers with relationships, including one with God. All scriptures in this talk are used from the New King James Version of the Bible. However, I have left out the names of books, chapters and verses many will recognise as we go merrily along. Let us, let's have a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done to fulfil the law and for us to be pardoned from our sins. Help us learn by witnessing through our own lives what the Bible teaches for good, correcting and blessing. I also would like to give thanks to you, Lord, for opening up the scriptures with your Holy Spirit so we may get to its meaning in our times. May we also obtain the goodness for our faith to grow with Jesus as our Lord and King. Amen. I want you to see the story of Jesus with the pile of rubbish that separates us with God, not faces of people. With all the latest coverage on riots, protests, outbreaks and attacks seen happening all over the world, it got me thinking of these words and yes, they are recognised as part of a song released ages ago. So high, I can't get over it, so wide, I can't get round it, so low, I can't get under it. Oops, we better get back to the talk before I get lost in what I am saying. In the beginning, God created colour, and in that colour chart, in that colour chart, all the colours we see throughout the world today. As you know, in the book of Genesis, at the beginning, when he created the human race, he said, let us make man in our image. Did you know he was meaning intelligence and in his spirit, which is all truth? To me, I thought that was pretty damn impressive to say the least. Because I realised when I was pondering about the image of Jesus, 
he was a black man in white skin. Nowhere can I see racism or a better word nitpicky or fault finding with personal appearance. When I was looking at world maps, I could see the origins and how race, culture and knowledge were divided and then I saw how intelligence was supplied for all those places using suitable uh, places, suitable caretakers for the region. When I went looking to find out on a grid how many different shades from the colour wheel were made into life, I was astounded. If you haven't realised it, I hope you can now. It was brilliantly done to support life and the inhabitations. Have you seen life supported in any of the images you got earlier or its habitations? Did you know what you're listening to when you see graphic images of things being set on fire, buildings smashed to pieces and people fighting till blood spills from their body are being carried or carried away by police is in fact acts of pure evil because none of that was made by God, only what he opposes. When you hear reporters asking people to share their stories, all you are hearing is brokenness because their spirits have been crushed, their souls are wounded, their hearts have become bruised through the experiences that keep reinventing itself. Over and over again, people are angry and frightened, not to mention a tad lost. Who can blame, who can blame them with their display of hostility while you're being treated with disrespect and disgrace? Can you hear what I'm saying while looking at those images you got for yourself earlier? Recently, with some amazing people during a Zoom time, we were asked a question. Did we have any anxiety or are we feeling fearful with such offence breaking out everywhere all the time? I said no because my assurance is found in Christ and I am at peace with the world, as it was the same with others. To me, it was a very powerful question to ask. Reflecting Jesus and his ministry, he was up against horrific opposition and barbaric behaviour. Even on to the point of death, he modelled and showed us the glory of God and he did not allow the rubbish to stand between him and God and asked us to do the same. He asked us to accept himself and lay down our arguments and take up his free gift that will cover over the pile of rubbish that blocks anything from accessing the Eternal Father, who is the authority, power and anointing with all living things. With your images, can you now see how life is being taken away?
God knew how decayed the world would become because it was written and recorded through history years before our time how it would go. The church as it is destroyed because of sin. It is the repeated battle of us with a pile of rubbish created out of sin, uh, out of evil or as a more positive word called sin. We forget God made a promise who I might add hasn't broken it because he created Jesus to clean up the mess. That mess is ours. Just so we can attend his house party. God has let us know it's a headache and like us humans wished it never existed because intelligence was never given to make sin. We are still only just scratching the surface to the depth of truth he had put into words for us to have sustenance with reality. I find it amazing how history is still repeating itself. The evidence when all this passes away goes back into wasted form before life breathed into it. Some questions to think about. Where is your spirit going back to? Would your spirit, which is the breath of God, be going into an abyss? Would your spirit be going back into darkness? Would your spirit be going into the life state of it of its once was? The Bible has very clear answers to all these questions. That's what we're looking at when we watch the TV. We are looking at the rotten apple spoiling the whole crop. The pain and the suffering is real. The torture is not pretend. The trauma is not make-believe. Either way, the pictures reflect each other's point of view well. God wants none to perish like he has from the beginning of time. He desires and had a goal to save us all. He would love for all to come into his light where our spirit can thrive with the presence of heaven from out of the glory of God and where they are all residents to something far greater than our imagination can fathom. This is because we cannot emotionally feel what it's like yet. We have to keep believing with our faith until such a time we can see it with our own eyes and our body recognises what we have been reading is the truth. Then our emotions will respond. My personal story is this. Without Jesus being my role model, I would have become bitter and wasted away with self-pity till there was nothing good left. I am a woman, as you know, who is white. Have I had an easy life? My answer is no. I have lived through some of the harshest, cruelest 
and most times hateful events no one would want to. My darkest hour had me see my family suffer also. I am now after I am now after the rubbish removal action has happened still love praising God because sin keeps sweeping against the door and I am here still doing good works with my faith as many do with theirs. Since I was a child and made a choice to stand for righteousness, my life has been a target from evil ever since. I am sure millions who are reading or listening can agree to this familiar truth. I am like you, given a measure of intelligence and a few gifts to start with. I will not let another take from me such things because they were given by God for me to expand with. For many years, I let them lay wasted and covered over with my rubbish from life. I had no interest and I certainly had no motivation or encouragement to use them. My mental attitude and behaviour needed an overhaul and change needed to take place. I asked Jesus into my life. I asked for my sins to be forgiven. I became baptised. Then I chose to find ways to make good with my inheritance because they were good gifts and better than anything this world could offer. Not for my selfishness, but to do good works so others can see, hear, feel and know what is real and share of its truth through my life and about the relationships with Christ as my friend. You see, committing myself to a wrong lifestyle was my choice. It also attracted a lot of anguish, sickness and troubles for my efforts too. My chosen lifestyle caused me to live through fighting, violence, riots, pickets, protests, shame and guilt on a personal level and as a public one. I was to quit professionally and I was not supposed to have any form of social enjoyment because no, for one reason or another. If that wasn't good enough, others felt qualified to jump in and start their own disapproval of me. I have just highlighted a few areas of importance because that is what every social media coverage is doing with us at the present time. Meaning, TV is showing us what we really look like with a confronting way using strangers to watch us. I don't like this. I don't like these things about myself either. You see, to fight someone, 
you have to engage in fighting and in so doing you become violent. When you're having an argument with a lover or friends and you yell back, that means you are protesting. When, you are, when your back is against the wall to defend yourself and you refuse to be a victim, you are picketing the unfairness of it all. When marriages dissolve, just have a look at the looting and vandalism that takes place in this situation. Maybe it's those going through bereavement when another type of looting becomes active. All these things stop us from having quality of life. In my case, I refuse to play tug of war with such evil because emotionally I learned quickly it was destroying who I am as a person as a neighbor and as a believer. It's no different describing the old story. One rotten apple has the potential to spoil the whole crop if left unattended. I will not allow my ears to hear vengeful talk. I will not allow my ears to watch hate build between strangers. I will not allow my lips to speak lies against another. The scales fell from my eyes in what Jesus was teaching all those times. All such things are designed to rob, steal and destroy out of your life, leaving you empty and only able to give negativity. All that is good and all that is profitable to you to enjoy in this life and the next will fade. Jesus used insight to put sin in its place and he also used truth to reveal the goodness of God so we can have hope. We have allowed for so long rubbish to block what is good for us to receive. It will take time and practice to swing it around the other way. This indeed was another act of intelligence because it takes seconds to, to destroy anything, but when it's time to clean up and put away, it takes forever to do so. We fall into the habit of procrastination and use voidance when it takes the same amount of time to do when destroying something. The difference between them is in fact how long you give yourself to practice at becoming strong with resisting and how much time you're prepared to give building a new life away from sinful intentions. There is not one person on the face of this earth who has not felt the experience or an awareness to contemptment. Sadly, for most of us, it fades quickly because of what resurfaces against us to act again. If you have never asked Jesus to come into your life or if you would like to recommit your life to Christ, please contact your local church for assistance.